0: of people who have examined the record, and a lot of people don't know this, but Richard Russell had tried to actually run for president, okay, and he wanted to become a figure on the national scene. But what, what happened was, it was his caricaturing as this Southern segregationist, that it stopped him from making any real headway. Well, Lyndon Johnson, as I think most people listen to your show, was very friendly with Richard Russell. That's why he ended up being on the Warren Commission. He understood. Yeah, they where, even have those funny, those funny conversations that you guys put in the film where there, are these two right. sudden dudes going I reckon I don't buy that magic bullet theory, no, sir. And then the other guy says, Yeah, damn right. And so he saw what happened to Russell, okay? And he was now going to go ahead and change his image as this Southern segregationist, and that's why he got behind the Civil Rights Commission in 1957 and the revision of it, I think, which took place in 58 or 59, okay? That's why he did it, for it was to go ahead and prepare himself for going ahead and trying for the presidency in 1960, okay, which he actually did, all right? And and so that's one of the reasons that he did so, all right? Now, I'm not going to say that by 1963, it was the same thing, okay? Because there's some evidence that says by 1963, 1964, Johnson had really turned around on this issue, And he was trying to actually do something constructive. But the impetus for it back in 1957 was that reason. All right. Okay. So, you know, I believe. And I proved this in my article. Uh, I think I can't remember the name of the article I wrote. It was a four part article. Uh, The Kennedy's, uh, the civil rights and the MSM or something like that. And. In part three of that article, I actually did a chart, and in that chart, I put down what the achievements of Roosevelt, Truman, Eisenhower, and Kennedy were in the field of civil rights, and any reader can look at that. You can find it at kennedysandking.com. And you will see that in less than three years, two years and ten months, John F. Kennedy did more for civil rights than FDR, Truman, and Eisenhower did in three decades. And it's right there in black and white. All right? And so when people like Bozanko say that I have to watch myself on civil rights, Uh, My reply is, no, you have to watch yourself on civil rights, okay, because you're swallowing this, what do you want to call it, this uh, false imprint, this false history that the establishment has tried to put out on Kennedy in order to belittle belittle his presidency, all right? And by the way, I don't know when this was, I think it was like 2015 or 2016, I did one of my speeches on Kennedy's foreign policy, my my revision of what Kennedy's foreign policy really was. I've been doing that for a long time now, since about 2013. Some guy came up to me after I made the speech and he said to me, You know, Jim, I'd be willing to wager that if you did that with every other aspect of Kennedy's presidency you would come up with the same result, all right? A whole new record would emerge, you know? And he was right. He was correct, okay? And so this is what I call, why I call it, you know, the efforts to distort and smear Kennedy's achievements in office is probably more systematic, more rigorous, and more vigorous than they are to conceal the true circumstances of his assassination, you know? So that's one of the reasons I'm glad that Oliver put a couple of minutes in there um, about uh, Alabama and uh, Mississippi. You know, yeah, there's it, one there's, there's one other aspect of that that I wanted to ask you about. I recall that you mentioned this uh, maybe with when you were talking to Lynn on Black Op, and I think it's in the article as well. But with, I don't And I, you would. I'm sure you'll remember the details uh, better than me. But Dick Gregory was uh, in touch with like Jack Kennedy calls Dick Gregory after one of these incidents or in the midst of one of these to like try to figure out what's happening. Right On the ground. And uh, what is that? Can you recount that story? Dick Gregory at this time was one of the very few entertainers um, who um, was really involved on the ground with civil rights. And he had gone to Birmingham. This was a very important demonstration uh, put together by several civil rights leaders. All right. And JFK, it was highly publicized, of course. And so he he called Dick Gregory, his house, and his wife answered the phone. All right. And so when Dick got home from Birmingham, his wife says, The president called, he wants you to call him. All right. And Dick said, But it's midnight. And uh, his wife says, he said it didn't matter what time it was. All right. So, so, so Gregory calls the White House. He said, Kennedy picks up the phone. Okay. And he says, Dick, I've got to know everything that's going on there. Okay. I can only see what I see on TV. I need somebody to tell me and inform me everything that's going on there. And so Dick Gregory went on for about 10 minutes, he said, describing everything, you know, from the ground level. And when he got done, uh, Kennedy said, "All right, we've got those bastards now. And Dick said he started crying because that was the last thing he expected, the last kind of reaction he expected from a white politician, you know. But that's what he said, you know, and that. I, you know, I guess that really kind of sums up, you know, who, who Jack Kennedy really was. You know, it's a story you won't see in Time Magazine. That was just an excerpt from the American Exception podcast. To hear the whole episode, as well as archived and new episodes, please subscribe to the American Exception podcast at Patreon. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just go to patreon.com slash americanexception. Subscribe and you can join us as we illuminate the dark side of the U.S. empire.